You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. When my kids are happy, I'm happy. It's a pretty simple statement, but true. And while the pursuit of happiness itself can be problematic, understanding if our kids are unhappy is really important for all of us. This week, Behind the News, Australia's current affairs program for children, released its happiness survey for 2017. Through speaking to around 47,000 children, it gives us some insight into what's making our children smile. Nathan Baisley is the series producer of Behind the News. Hi, Nathan. How are you? Good, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, Listen, I'm not sure I've seen any other survey that asks kids directly about their own happiness. Is this a unique survey in that respect? Yeah, from the very start, we first ran it in 2015. And from the very start, we really wanted to focus not just on the most negative parts of kids' life, but also also the things that really put a smile on their face and make them happy. And we think by asking them about the wide range of emotions that people face in their day-to-day life, and also some of the reasons that might be causing those either sad feelings or happy feelings, we get a really good overall picture of how kids are doing in Australia today. And listen, the the survey was, was it from 6 to 18? Is that the age bracket you're looking at? Yeah, we've got most data for about 8 to 12, and then we have some data for 6 right up to 18. So uh, as you you said at the start, 47,000 kids got back. So we have a lot of data to play with, and we brought on the University of Melbourne to help us go through all of the the data we've received because it's, it's really a wealth of information in there. And the most significant finding appears to be around sleep. Can you talk us through that? Yeah, we found uh, some really interesting things about uh, interesting parts about sleep. So we found that uh, kids that don't feel safe at home or at school or in their neighbourhood are two or to three times more likely to be getting less sleep than their peers, and that can have a really bad effect on how they feel about their schoolwork, how they feel about. Um, just other parts of their life, how they're worried about things like family, friends, uh, all of those knock-on effects that come from having less sleep. I know that I've felt it, and I'm sure you have too. When you don't get enough sleep, it's very hard to face the other challenges that come up in life, and that really came across in this survey. And that seems to indicate that it's more um, maybe anxiety and worry that's keeping them awake than any physical thing. Is that right? Yeah, there certainly seemed to be uh, an anxiety trigger that caused some of that sleep deprivation. Although we did also uh, find that 47% of kids were sleeping with a a device within reach uh, the most nights. And of that, 29% said that it disturbed their sleep regularly. So there's probably a few different factors at play there. A little bit of the uh, old device in the bedroom and also a little bit of, you know, anxieties and worry about either what they're going to face at school what's happening at home or what's happening in their neighbourhood and their friends. Now, I imagine in terms of when they're worried about what's happening with their family or the community, that could happen from six onwards. But with the digital devices, do you have a sense of the age bracket? I mean, I'm hoping that it's older, (laughs) older children, not that it's good for anyone. But um, for six-year-olds to have a device in the room, that sounds pretty extreme. Yeah, there weren't many six-year-olds, luckily, that uh, have a device in the room at that stage, but there were some. Uh, it, uh, it certainly wasn't a rare thing, but it was certainly on the lower end of the spectrum. Um, by the middle ages, around 8, 9, 10, it's around 27%. 
uh, have a device that uh, is with them in the room and then right up sort of uh, much higher as you get towards the middle teens. That's so interesting. I wouldn't have assumed even that high percentage in the 8 to 10-year-old bracket. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Where we charge our phone seems to be right next to the bed and uh, we all do it with adults and I think children are copying that. And yeah, I wouldn't have expected that was the case, but um, again, I'm, I've only got little ones myself, so I haven't uh, had to face that challenge yet. No, you're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Nathan Baisley, who's a series producer of Behind the News. They've just released the results of their happiness survey from 2017, where they spoke to around 47 thousand children. By this I mean they completed an online survey for Behind the News. Um, We've just been talking about sleep and how that can impact on a child's sense of happiness. Nathan, how big a problem is bullying and, and say worrying about the future for children? Yeah, that was one of the really interesting things that came out of this survey because um, two of the the top three worries that kids had across the board uh, were things like bullying, body image, but most importantly, and the biggest result was the future, which uh, is really, really interesting. So going back and unpacking that, bullying was fairly consistent across genders and certainly within the sort of mid, uh, early sort of eight, nine, ten sort of mark, bullying sort of uh, sort of peaked and then it, it kept going right through the teenage years, which is kind of what we expected. Uh, body image was really interesting because for girls, it peaked around 14 years of age. They were really worried about body image. For boys, it actually peaked higher than girls when they got to about 17. So um, it's really interesting. We often put body image down to a predominantly uh, girl challenge to, to sort of face, but it is something that boys are increasingly uh, struggling with as well. And then when we go to uh, worrying about the future, a staggering number of kids are worried about the future right across genders, ages, 80 to 85% of sort of early to middle teens are really worried about the future, which was something that we didn't expect to get back at all. That's fascinating. And I wonder if that's because their parents, like we adults, are worried about the future or is it at that age, is it other forces? I mean, I guess you can't say because you've just got the results back, but do you have any thoughts on where that's coming from? Look, I think it's a bit of a combination of both. Adults, because of our nature of wanting to protect our kids, we do worry about the future that they're going to inherit. And so I think that they could pick up on a lot of that. And and part of that is just adults worrying about, you know, challenges that they'll have to face as they're raising their kids. But also sometimes we worry about the things that our kids will face and how they're going to get jobs, how they're going to support uh, their own families eventually, uh, how they're going to adapt to the massive cha- uh, change that technology is bringing to the jobs market. Uh, all of that, those sort of worries can then fall onto our kids. And so it's, it's really speculation at this stage. And that's something that the Uni of Melbourne really want to dive deeper into is to try and work out exactly what they're worried about in the future. And if there's any ways that we can help them through those worries now, because you know, really for, for you know, 12-year-olds to be worrying about the, about the future is really concerning because they, they, they have, you know, lots of fun and, and laughter and playing to do at that age, not worrying about, you know, decades ahead. And I wonder if the environment plays into that as well because it, it might be easier for older people not to worry about what's going to happen to the world, but these are the kids that are going to be living in it, aren't they? Absolutely. The environment is a big one. And, and we, um, on Behind the News, we regularly get feedback from 
uh, kids in, in school. And, and even things like nuclear war is a massive, massive challenge on their minds. They mm. are worried about what could happen if there's instability around the world. And, and that's something that we try and talk them through uh, within our coverage each week, trying to you know, let them know the, the real you know, threat that's actually there and, and just to try and help them to put it in some kind of context so that they know that while it might be something that a lot of people are talking about, it's not necessarily something that is imminent and something that they really need to be fearing at this stage. Let's, let's end on a happy note, though, Nathan. What are some of the things that you know from this survey make children happy? Yeah, I really like talking about this part of the survey because uh, it puts a smile on my face in it. It really does show to me that kids over the years, a lot of uh, things have changed about growing up as a kid, but some things haven't. And so things that make kids happy these days, friends, family are two of the, the, the two biggest ones. So that's really nice to hear that despite all of the challenges and worries, friends and family are still the two things that make kids the happiest, followed by sport and music. So I really like hearing that because it's it's really been the same for generations and generations and I hope it will be the same for generations to come. Nathan, thank you so much for your time today. Anytime. That's Nathan Baisley. He's a series producer of the ABC's Behind the News. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.